bed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Sunday. Hope you're all doing well. And right now, I am staring at my AD&D 1E Player's Handbook. You know the one, the iconic one. I mean, yes, 5e is all over the place, but when most people, especially most people who aren't gamers, think of Dungeons and Dragons, they think of that book with the tramp cover and everything. And what I did was I put a book cover on it. I put a book cover made from a shopping bag, a a paper shopping bag. I'll bet you guys remember those. And looking at it, thinking about personalization. Now, I say this kind of, I don't I want to say controversially, but I mean, it, it's just a thing that, that happens. And I'm just kind of curious about it. So I thought I'd talk about it with you people. And we will talk more about this after these words. Okay, how do you personalize your game books, if at all? Now, uh, the, I'm going to be going, <laughs> I'm going to be go diving deep into geekdom. This is like deep nerd here, because we all, well, a lot of us remember in school, you used to be, I remember my school, they used to have book covers for your textbooks that you could buy or they give you or something like that that had like you know they had ads for the local places and it had you know robert a millican high school the millican rams all over that and a lot of times i would turn it over to the blank side and use it <laughs> but it taught me how to make those and i just want to talk about like personalization because some people you know some people don't want to do anything to their books i understand that the later editions, like 3rd, 4th, and 5th, are more akin to coffee table books as far as production. I mean, they're not as big, but I mean, as far as production goes, there's more, There's it's slicker, you got more artwork in it, illustrations, and they're nicely done, oil, acrylic, whatever. And people don't want to, let alone write in them, which we used to do all the time back in the day, because these were thought of differently than they do today. And I'm not saying the thinking is bad today, because I know Watsi and Hasbro and other people have had the idea of the games like 5th edition being a family game, being something they put up in the closet with the Monopoly and the Sari set. And so, you know, you don't want to... Some people see it's defacing the book. Okay, I understand that. But I've seen some lot of a lot of good defacements. A uh, friend of mine, Dyson, is working on it's kind of a casual project. He's got the first edition monster manual and he's he's adding to it. He's I don't know if he's coloring things, but he's a great artist and he puts like extra pictures and things like that and filigrees and stuff. So it really becomes a work of art. And that's something he's been doing for a long time. 
there's that. Some people back in the day would color in the pictures. Whether it's mostly in the Monster Man, because that had the most pictures. And depending on the medium you use, sometimes it turned out really nice and sometimes it turned out not so nice because you were using things like permanent markers that soaked through and all that kind of stuff. But anyway. But I've been thinking about a project lately. The reason I, the reason I have this covered in a paper bag is because I'm thinking of a project where I can personalize these covers and depending on what edition you want to do and maybe make some kind of a side hustle on this. I've got a ways to go. The first try here, I can see I've got some work to do and evening out things and such, but I just want to I just wanted to get an idea if it was feasible and sketched on it a little and it's like, hmm, okay. You know, and I could use some kind of medium where it doesn't look, I'm not saying you're trying to disguise what it is, but I want it to look better than a paper bag. It's just the medium I choose to use. Now, they call this craft paper in in arts in arts and crafts terms. Like you go to Michael's or Hobby Lobby or someplace like that, you ask for a roll of craft paper. It's the same thing, only it's on a big roll, which is probably my next step. I've collected a few bags just to, you know, play around with this and check it out. Some paper bags from my local crest. And I'm going to be doing that. So, yeah, I would cover... I don't mind covering my books. And in fact, I kind of prefer it. Sometimes my rule site, as, as some of you know, my rule cyclopedia is covered in denim that I made. A denim cover that I made. Even though Liz... Stuart keeps wanting me to bedazzle it, and I won't refuse to bedazzle it. But I did it. I did it up nice. I used Sharpie markers to give it a nice cover. I even these were made out of an old pair of pants of mine, old pair of jeans that I even cut out the back pocket and used it on the front to put stuff in. And I consider. Some people say, "Oh, you gotta make all the. You got to make more of these and sell them." It's like, no, this is hobo art. I'm not that great of a, a sewer. I'm I'm not great, that great with needle and thread, and I don't have a machine, and you know, etc. 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 And so I thought I'd go this route and see what happens. But anyway, yeah, I used to cover my books like that, and after you know, I I got into gaming too late to do that to my game books, but I started to do it previously. I I did a show, I did a stage show where it took place in a high school in 1975 around ish uh, i think 75 78 something like that and me and another woman we played the entire faculty and other actors played the kids and one of them played a teacher but the thing is i i made that i i went out and i said okay the guy who's playing the nerd he needs a dnd book and I remembered it was like, okay, 70, 79, uh, somewhere between 75 and 80. And I said, okay, he needs a D&D book. I'm going to let you borrow one of my old D&D books. And what I, at the time, I only had the orange spine one. So it's like, okay, we got to put a cover on this. So I grabbed the monster manual because I determined that if they ever open it or something like that, it's going to look right because the Monster Manual was the first one to come out, and that's about the right time period. 
So I went to I went to one of the grocery stores, got me a paper bag, and made a paper bag cover on it, and I decorated it with Dungeons and Dragons with a couple of cross swords. And I tried to I drew like a high schooler who plays D and D would draw on the on the cover, and he loved it. He said that was his favorite prop, and and, and I said no, you can't have it, but. He he did manage to buy his own real encyclopedia. I was surprised at that because I talked so much about it. He just went on his phone and went on eBay and just grabbed a real encyclopedia. Uh, it's like, dude, okay, hardcore. Uh, but you know, and I remember doing those kind of things, drawing on your drawing on your textbooks, textbook covers, and other things like that. And of course, there were also always the peaches I could deface, but. Yeah, how do you protect yours? Oh, and I also, as far as like writing in the book, I can't do it now because they're, you know, I wouldn't write in this thing because it's old and it's classic. But the modules I have written in, in fact, the module, even the modules now, it's like back in the day, they wanted you to do that. They wanted you to personalize it. So when you're running modules, especially the modules, if you're running modules, you have your notes and everything in there. And... You can't do that anymore, not with the current ones or not even with the old ones because they're old. They're getting near antique. They're getting, you know, that kind of thing. And you can't, you shouldn't really write in them because of, you know, they're, they're, they're collectible. And you got to think about that. I mean, I would say I have a working collection, but I can't take it that far. I mean, I have three copies of Isle of Dread, the original Isle of Dread, I've got one beat-up old copy. Looks like it had been sitting on the floor of somebody's car for about a year. And I I had a hard time writing in that, even though I did. And I did, of course, I did it in pencil. I'm writing it, I, I wouldn't highlight it or anything like that. But it was always, I kept saying, but you got two other copies and this is old. Is Yeah, but, you know, because I use that as the table. But it's just it's it's just one of those things now. So if I have I have a lot of PDFs of the old modules. So what I do is if I'm going to run something like say the Lost City, if I have the PDF of it, if I have a, a physical copy which I don't, the PDF, I'll print out the PDF and write in that, just to keep the other one nice. It, which I still find ironic because they wanted you to, to use these things because they figured back in the day, what are you paying? Five bucks for a module? Three, five, six bucks? It, it, even more so with the Judges Guild. They, you know, Judges Guild put, put paper covers on them because they knew, they figured these things are going to be in print because of the game's going to be in print. But they figured that, you know, go ahead and write in it and if you ruin it or you, it gets so bad you can't read it, go out and buy another copy. They're cheap. Well, they're collectible now, so they're not so cheap anymore. My days of going into half-price books and finding this stuff for a, a cheap price is gone. I managed to get what I could get at the time, and I'm glad I did. But there's that. But one thing I do do in my books, and some people don't do this. Sometimes they put a little sticker in there with their name on it. But I write my name in my book. It has my name and my email address. If there's somebody else, if I buy this used and somebody else had their name in it, I will just take one or two lines and cross out their name and put my name under it 
as just to honor the previous owner of the book. I don't want to like totally blank it out. I just like to say, okay, well, this guy used to own it. Now I own it. But I have this thing about all my good books. I want to put my name and my email address in it just because security. But like I, some people have those nice book places. This book belongs to you. know. But uh, you can do it however you want. So that is my deep dive into deep geek. I want to say deep hurting, but deep and deep geek. So I'm going to go start my day. I got things to do. So if you want to talk about, about this for any, anything else, you know, oldmangrognard at gmail.com or you can, you can shout out a voicemail to me at Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. And thank you, Jonathan, Oliver, Mark, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, and Dan for supporting me. I appreciate that. Don't forget Dan Gregg's podcast, The Jung Grognarn, Y-U-N-G. And don't forget Mark C. Walring's podcast, The Yawning Owlbear. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.